0: The planet is heating up.
1: The oceans are becoming filled with plastic.
0: Change starts now. Change starts now.
1: We're on a countdown.
0: To zero waste. 5 4 3 2 1.
1: This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hello everyone and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Nash. Today we're speaking with Joanna Ruda. She's the founder of the Joe Kaminska Foundation and Joe Kaminska Ethical Jewelry. Joanna, welcome to the show. Hello, very nice to talk to you, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have some really wonderful information to share with us, and you're really active in your communities, and you have some really good education programs as well that I want to learn all about. Let's start with the foundation. So what is the main purpose of the Joe Kaminska Foundation?
0: The main purpose of the Joe Kaminska Foundation is uh, share information or share awareness or raise awareness through educational programs about plastic pollution. This is my main goal. Right. I think when we talk about plastic pollution, one of the biggest problems is that if we don't talk enough about it. There is still a lot of misinformation or lack of information between people, and the more we know about it, the more I think we can act towards eliminating the not necessary plastic, really, like what's polluting most the world.
1: Yeah, it definitely comes down to education because I think once people realize that plastic doesn't really go away and that not all of it is getting recycled, then it is going to change consumer behavior because certainly when I found out years ago, I definitely tried to stay away from plastic. And a lot of people just don't know that's the thing.
0: That's right. That's right. This is... My journey with with this project started many years ago when I watched a documentary. It was uh, I still lived in Spain, and it was a documentary about the Great Pacific Gyre. It was about like ten or twelve years ago on national television, but it was not prime time. And I watched it, and it was I was in shock. I was in shock that there is this huge plastic patch drifting in the Pacific Ocean and nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. So then I started digging and looking for more information and, but this is how I started really, like with
1: some information somebody put, like into a documentary. And now we have a lot of microplastic that's in the oceans. There is some evidence that toxins can kind of stick to plastic. I think this topic has become my, I mean, kind of obsession. So
0: I've been reading a lot, right? And I think there is enough evidence already that, I mean, first of all, plastic is a very unstable material. It's not like glass or metal. It's composed at least from 250 different polymers. And it enters in reaction with different other substances. Mm -hmm. Now, the fact that it attracts toxins in the water, I think it has been proven. The fact that Microplastic is eaten by animals, right, by sea creatures has been proven too, right? Like, so we've got photographs of shrimp or oysters, you can find microplastic there. Definitely, I do agree with you, there's not enough evidence, right? Like, so we are not talking about it, right? Like, bam, 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 this is what's really happening. But we are not getting this information because I think it's simply
1: blocked, we should be doing many more studies. There needs yeah. to be a lot of toxicology studies done because there haven't been. And we can just put chemicals into plastic without knowing that they're safe and then give them to people. And that's Definitely. wrong. We
0: are giving this
1: fish to our children. Mm-hmm. Simple like that. Right? Like, and it is influencing our hormonal systems. Absolutely. And that's scary because we can't really see it. So it's not like, you know, you ingest a little bit of BPA and then all of a sudden you break out in a rash. Like, it's not an issue like that yes. at all. It's on a molecular level. So it's it's something that we can't see, but we could notice that's over right. time. And that's a little yeah, bit that's scary.
0: Right. But, you know, the fact that, that the industry decided just to get rid of BPA, you know, like from the bottles for children, for newborns,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: says something.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: but. But apart from that, like, we've got other toxins leaking into food, which is not BPA, which are the same dangers for, you know, for a young organism, not only young. So I think um, I've always been very, very close to nature. And I think we are part of it, even though we, as the majority, we think we are the the kings and rulers, right? So, and I think about, like, all these animals that suffer because of, all the trash we produce and we throw away, thinking we throw it away, but it lands in the landfills or lands in the ocean. And these animals do not have the voice we hear. I saw films and documentaries. I saw one of the documentaries that I keep showing during every speech that I give or every workshop is the, Mid- uh, the Midway Islands short clip, right? It's about three minutes. When you really see the albatrosses feeding their babies with plastic because they find it drifting on the ocean and Mm -hmm. they catch it and they feed their babies with it and the babies die, you know, like, and they die. And anytime I see this, I think, what is our right to do that? This is our responsibility. And no matter where I give the workshops, I always talk about, I'm not talking about you and I or them and us. It's all of us. We are all responsible for that.
1: Yes, I totally agree. I think that's something we forget about. We get stuck in our little bubbles in our cities, wherever we live, and then we forget to kind of look out the window and see what's going on out there. But you
0: see, one of the things that right, I've been talking about from the very beginning about the responsibility of the plastic producers, of the plastic industry, for what's going on Mm -hmm. in the world, right? Like living in Asia, I see or I read reports saying some of the biggest plastic polluters are Asian countries, right? Like this is China, this is Thailand, Sri Lanka is number five on the list, right? And I don't want to go there and teach people saying, oh, you guys, you dirty, because I go back to Europe and I see exactly the same thing with one difference that our rubbish collection system is much more efficient. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that if we throw away, even if we recycle, it will disappear or it will be converted into something else. I don't know if you've seen, there's a new documentary done by a journalist from the UK following the recycled, between inverted commas, trash, right? Like, and the big part of it used to be sold to China, mm-hmm. so going to uh, Hong Kong and then staying there because China cannot process it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. And there
0: was even part of it that they found being sold to Poland, where we don't have in Poland like facilities to uh, just to process it. So it's somewhere they're dumped, and this is modern recycling. This is how we call modern recycling.
1: So the consumers really don't have to take any responsibility before it because they've done their seemingly yeah. their part. But of- you
0: see, this is so this is how the system works, right? Mm-hmm. So the system works, right? Like people who recycle at home, right? Like and separate rubbish. They think it's enough. There's a very good conference done by TED Talk years ago, right? Like, And one of the speakers was a gentleman from... I can't remember which African country he was. And he was exactly talking about that. He said, like, you guys, you think you recycle? Come to our countries and have a look how much of your rubbish stays on our, like on, like, on banks of our rivers. Because we cannot do anything with it. But you send it, right, or you sell it to us.
1: And people think that it's just bad people that are throwing it on the ground. And that's not true either. It blows out of recycling bins. It blows out of... Garbages. There's many different ways that plastic can get out into the environment, uh, especially with microfibers. Even they're coming out in our wash. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. And that's something I always try and, and tell people that even though our recycling facility is really good in our area, it's actually one of the best I've ever seen. But that doesn't mean that everybody else on the planet is recycling or has a recycling facility or has a municipality that will implement a program to pick it up. Because Definitely. that's a lot of infrastructure you need and not all countries have that. And I think Central America is seeing that as a oh, big problem because yep. there yep. are islands that are just covered their beaches are just covered in trash. I think it's Barbados that has a big trash and sewage problem. And so all of the wealthier people from wealthier nations who have their, you know, vacations home homes there, they're leaving basically because that local <laughs> infrastructure isn't there. It is I a mean, big problem.
0: But it will be the same. Same in Sri Lanka. Now, since the end of the civil war, right, like there are more and more tourists coming because it's still one of the paradise islands in the world. Now, the problem is people come to see nature, but they will not see nature in the near future because it will all be polluted, right? Like there's so much plastic there. I saw elephants, like wild elephants eating plastic, just oh. going to landfills, you know, waiting for, because people put rubbish in it, and it rots. So elephants smell food; so they go after where the food is. You're, right?
1: Like, and this you're is, kidding? That is crazy. No, I can't imagine. No, I can. I can send you my private photos. I've been there, I've seen it. Of an elephant in a in a garbage dump. And you know what? Because I used to live in Whistler, which is this big mountain ski town. And when tourists would come and they would say, where do we see the eagles? We would say, well, go to Squamish. If they're not there, go to the dump. <laughs> and you're guaranteed to okay. see bald eagles yeah, and yeah. black bears because that's sort of where they live yeah. now. It's kind of yeah. sad.
0: I mean, and this is, oh, you know what? It breaks my heart every time I talk about it and a time... I think about what are we leaving behind us. Like our generation, right, like, and our parents' generations, we, we are responsible for it. With the difference that our parents didn't know much about this. We have got all the knowledge. We've got the information. We see the impact. We have to act now. But I don't want to leave heaps of rubbish to our children.
1: No, absolutely not. And that's what we're doing. We have all of this garbage sequestered in landfill, and it's still going to be there. And something I kind of tell people sometimes is that every single disposable diaper you wore as a little baby oh. is still in landfill somewhere unless you have a municipality that incinerates it then technically like the ash would still be somewhere but those diapers don't decompose 450 500 i know and like we I really know. don't know because nobody nobody's had a single use disposable diaper for 500 years so we're just assuming like maybe it's even longer i don't know yes Yes, you are right. Yes, you are right. So this is what we estimate, right? Yeah. Do you have like a permanent home in Sri Lanka?
0: Yes, I do. But just right now, I am kind of taking sabbatical year because I'll be very honest with you, right? Like working with plastic, working with rubbish, is a very tough thing, especially when you live in Sri Lanka, when you try to make a change, Mm -hmm. when you see your limitations and well so last year was a very difficult year for me this is when I realized many things and I have to take a break and probably think of slightly different approach Mm -hmm. I will keep carry on you know I'll carry on what I think to some extent is my mission but just right now I need to restructure because I've worked like on the community level since the very beginning I started with schools But then I realized if we only teach young children, so then the change will come in about 30, 40 years' time. And I think it's far too late. So then I decided to organize my first beach cleanup to add up to the program, which became quite popular. And I raised awareness among uh, students and also uh, local government and central government. And I was invited to my first u n conference as a speaker. Oh, congratulations uh, Thank you. Well, I mean, well, this is what I thought at that time, just right now, I think it's a waste of time to tell you the truth why is this that is why i am Why is that because i because um I've been going to the u n for about three years, and I realized that the u n is not going to help us. They simply I don't know whether you're going to publish it or not, right? But this is the truth. <laughs> because they don't have any power, really, right? So they are paid by the government. The government are paid by the industries. Mm-hmm. And it's a vicious circle, right? So the only thing that the UN does, right? Like, it's organized, you know, these conferences, people come and people talk, right? Like, and there's a report written after that, right? And maybe they will just make some recommendations to the government, right? Like, but that's it. hmm that that's it. So I said, after my third, I think, conference, right, I said, sorry, or fours, I can't remember, right? And I said, I'm not coming anymore. Because I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting my heart because I see we are turning in circles. We're not going anywhere with mm-hmm. that, right? Like All of a sudden, you know, just right now we started talking, like I'm talking about Europe and also the U.S., like, we started talking about plastic more, plastic pollution. Why? Because China cannot digest it anymore. And China said, you know what, guys? Sorry, we can't take your rubbish anymore.
1: Exactly. And now
0: there's just big, whoa, 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 what are we going to do, right? So, but before, everybody knows it. Like, NASA has been documenting the Great Pacific Gyre for the last 30, 35 years. So it's not all of a sudden we just, say, oh, oops, right, like, oh, we've got a problem with plastic. People know. Governments know. Organizations know. It's all about money. I will continue, but I will have to... I burned myself. I burned myself up. I, I kind of stopped working on my company that has been supporting the foundation for the last five years because I realized that the problem was so big we had to act now, but I've jeopardized my own business for the last five years to be able just to do that, and the impact. I don't know. You see, I hope I have influenced some people. I hope I've planted some seeds. But of course, when you see how big the problem is, you want the change now, and you, and you know, like all the steps. I can tell you, like all the steps we need in order to change the situation, because it's not one solution right but we have to combine different things we have to definitely make people aware and industry doesn't want it this is number one right so this is why we don't have on television right like spots showing what really happens with plastic because they want to produce and sell more and more and more number two right like we need of course we need laws and policies but we need execution of them Right. So apart from writing law, like has happened in many Asian countries or a few Asian countries that I know of, one of them is Bangladesh, the first country that put a ban on plastic bags in 2004, as far as I remember. Right. And I met the Minister of Environment of Bangladesh during one of the UN conferences. And I said, sir, I'm honored. Your country is the service was the first, tried, like, how is it working on the grassroots level? He said, it's not working. It's not working.
1: The plastic bag because,
0: ban? No, because there was no, probably there was no proper implementation. There was no money for educational programs. And there was no uh, substitutes provided to the people.
1: So people are still these using three them, elements. buying yeah, them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need these three elements.
1: And you need to have some sort of repercussion as well, which is the tricky part, because this is 2018. We don't like to punish people. You know, we kind of think that there are better ways. Uh, But how do you deal with something if you have a plastic bag ban in place, and then you go to a grocery store and they still have plastic bags? There has to be a consequence for that. Yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. Without that, unfortunately, human beings, we are very lazy beings. Very few will react because there's a ban, right? Right. a lot will try to just to milk the system as much as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So Sri Lanka last year, I think, was the third time that tried to introduce ban on plastic bags, right? Like, and I was thrilled. I said, like, this time I hope they will, like, we will succeed. And I was away, and I arrived after, I think, two months after the ban had been introduced. And, like, with big help, I went to the village where I work And said, okay, I'm going to walk the street and enter every single shop to check. And the plastic bags were there without, like, consequence.
1: If there's no consequence, why would you follow the rule? unfortunately yeah yeah which is sad like I don't want to punish anyone at all <laughs> you know that's not what I'm into but we have to do something or it's just uh, the world's going to be covered in plastic and really bad things are going to happen and you know our oceans yeah. are already dying and the problem Definitely. is really just so bad and when I found out you lived in Sri Lanka I thought that was so cool we have a poet here a Canadian poet his name is Michael Ondachi. Oh, of course, I know him. Okay, I yeah. I started him at the university. So he wrote that's- The English Patient. Mm-hmm. So if you're yes. listening, that's, that's what he's famous for, The English Patient. But my yeah. favorite book mm-hmm. by him was All in the Family. And it's yes. basically the coolest book about Sri Lanka. It's funny. It's about his family. It really gives a portrait of what the country used to be almost 100 years ago now. I suppose it started in the mm-hmm. 20s. Um, but I've always sort of wanted to go there because he just makes it sound so beautiful. Tell me a little bit more about Sri Lanka.
0: Sri Lanka, first of all, it's a it's a gorgeous place. It is, for me, a paradise. This is one of the reasons why I decided to set up Uh, the programs there because, well, um, I'm sourcing stones from Sri Lanka for just for many years and that's why I wanted to give something back to the communities I've been working with. Mm -hmm. So for me, education is this thing, right? I wanted to protect the nature, right, and educate on, you know, like in this field. As for recycling facilities, unfortunately not. It's getting better and better, but still not enough. The mm-hmm. uh, last place where I lived I was uh, is called Nigomba. It's on the eastern coast of Sri Lanka, and I lived on a. Uh, when I moved there, I thought, "Well, it's fantastic." Because I found this house that was just on the beach, looking on, you uh, know, like overlooking the ocean, and you are in a paradise, and you think it's going to be paradise, right? And I'm going to work with the local community and we are going to introduce change. Now, imagine this absolutely wonderful scenario and you're sitting on the terrace, right, and and sipping your coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then every single day, I would see plastic bags drifting by filled with rubbish. It ruins it. I mean, exactly, right? But people treat the ocean as, as a rubbish field. In the past, they used to throw away everything, like all the household rubbish, but at that time there was no plastic. So everything was biodegradable, so fish would eat it. Mm -hmm. I posted on Facebook this short film when I filmed a young man tipping into the ocean, like two huge bags full of rubbish. And I said, why are you doing this? Right? like, why are you doing this? And he said, fish, fish, that fish will eat it. I said, fish will not eat it. And, you know, like, every day, I would just see that, right? Like, I would chase people on, <laughs> like, on the beach. I mean, when I saw them, you know, like, with their rubbish, I said, don't do it. Just don't do it. We can laugh, right? Like, at that time, like, I was, like, when I when I moved there and I saw the first, like, one of the first rubbish bags, right? Like, I said, I want to see what's in it, right? So like, I wanted, and it was basically household rubbish, Mm-hmm. it's of chicken and rice, you know, but in a plastic bag.
1: Yeah, but and we'll chicken never, and rice um, would kind of be fine to put in there yes, because he's yes, right, the chicken yes. will be eaten by definitely, fish. But definitely, if, because fish will eat that, definitely. Yeah. So if we just took the plastic out, and that's, that's a crazy thing about garbage is people wrap it in a plastic bag underneath their sink and then they take that plastic bag and then they put that in another big green garbage bag (laughs) and put it out and it's like so many layers of wrapping and they have this diaper Uh. thing where you put diapers in this container and it wraps it in plastic so that it won't smell I mean I just washed cloth diapers in the toilet and it was it was very easy it didn't smell very bad and there's so many different ways of doing it sure we have a program here locally where someone's trying to raise. She's trying to collect 15,000 diapers, uh, disposable diapers, to help those in need. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's 15,000 diapers that are going to go to our local landfill. So I'm like you. I like, I I approach people <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and I really try and do it like so nice and and stuff. But So I wrote to her and I said, I, I get your intention. It's super cool, but... You know, diapers can cost like $3,000 Canadian over the the time a baby needs them, whereas if you buy cloth for like $300, they'll last not just for one baby, but two babies, and even possibly three babies if you take
0: Definitely.
1: care of them. It's just a no-brainer. It's so much cheaper for people in need that really need to save. And she wrote me back and said, you know, apartments would never let you put feces in a public washing machine. Like, it's not an option. No, joking. Yeah. And I never thought of that. I thought, oh, my goodness, you're right, because I I can't imagine a superintendent of a apartment building, especially a lower income building, being like, yeah, you can just put your poopy diapers in there. You know, I mean, you'd have to have a separate one for it or something. And then she said also that not everyone gets the year of maternity leave. So I was a federal employee and I got a year of maternity leave so I could stay at home. My kid was in cloth. No problem. But when you send them to daycare, then the daycares won't deal with cloth. They're like, no, that's too hard for us which is true it's oh, it's gosh. it's difficult so it was cool that i wrote to her because she really gave me some problems that i hadn't thought about mm-hmm. and this is the whole thing is we all need to be talking about this so that we can find the best solutions definitely but at the same time you know when i'm listening to
0: you right like and i can see all these problems but at the same time i'm going to the point that this is the system right that basically has been designed this way and we have to fit in because there are no alternatives. Exactly. If there are alternatives on the market, right like people could choose. We we don't have choice. We are not giving a choice. Yep. Even you know like with like with water. I normally take water with me, right like in my container, right, but if I had to choose just going to the shop water in a glass bottle or plastic bottle, I would definitely go for the glass bottle. But they know that the impact on the environment will be smaller and yes. it's healthier to drink from glass,
1: Absolutely. Et, cetera, et cetera, But we are not giving this choice. Yeah, and in Sri Lanka, can you drink tap water? No. Oh, really? That, oh, that's I so mean, sad. I mean, what people
0: do, you boil water, you, you know, or you have filters. Mm-hmm. So there's more and more water that is, you know, that's in plastic bottles.
1: More and more. Is that something that you've talked about with municipalities? Because I think that having a municipal water filtration system that would bring clean tap water into homes would curb plastics significantly.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so, right? Like, But once again, you see, being on my own and being a white lady, right? Like, it's not very kind of helpful. People will kind of like go... But sometimes it is also about money. They might not have funds for that. Mm-hmm. I think... I'm not sure about that. Uh, I think the quality of water in Sri Lanka is quite good. So some people drink it straight from the tap. But once again, you know, you see, it's one of the things, right? Like uh, the whole industry taught us to take now just to drink water all the time. Before probably you would go on a journey, right? Like let's say 40 minutes or like or one hour. You don't need to drink water in this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, everybody has to have the plastic, you know, just water with them.
1: I totally so I think agree. It's also,
0: it is also the industry, right? Like when I was a kid, right? Like when you were going on an excursion, yes, right? Like, But of course, we drank enough, right? But it was not that I had to have water with me all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I see that a lot. And it's marketing pressures. On a more positive note, though, I know that you use art in the learning process. I was reading a little bit about that.
0: Yes. You see, I think that art gives you wings. I think that art gives you imagination. Mm -hmm. I think that art can free you. And this is why art has been cut out of almost every educational system in the world. Because we are teaching our kids to tick the boxes, but we are not teaching them imagination. We are not looking for solutions. We are not inspiring young people to say, you know what, why don't we question this? Why don't we try to look for new solutions? No, children are not taught these things. And this is why, this is one of the reasons why I introduced art from the very beginning into the workshops, especially when I work with kids, because I think it liberates
1: your mind. I think
0: it gives you wings, is what I
1: said. That's so cool. That's a really cool way of saying it.
0: This is where I am just right now. I am thinking I will. I mean, I'll have to restructure, right? Like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, right? Like, but uh, and I think my next step will be. Uh, I I want to focus on working with kids, so I will just go back to just kind of to some extent square number one, because I think they will understand and they don't question and they see the need, right? Like, and they are enthusiastic Mm -hmm. and through art also we can convey so many different ideas, right? Like, and give them freedom, right? And hoping is when you teach art, it doesn't mean that these kids have to become artists. No, but you will give them this different possibilities, these different skills, right? Like of how to collaborate, right? Like, or, or work together looking for solutions.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: through drama, let's say, right? So it doesn't have to be only painting or music, but through different type of artistic expression, we can help them. For me, this is without judging, right? Like art is an expression, Mm -hmm. right? So let's help them and let's help the world (laughs) just to express ourselves, like without, you know, the fear of being judged or anything.
1: Absolutely. Do you know what I think, because you mentioned music, What an amazing platform for musicians to spread a good message than through, you know, hit songs. And there are so many hit songs and I know multiple people work on them to get catchy beats, you know, things that are going to get viral downloads on YouTube. What if those singers who are getting millions or even hundreds of millions of downloads on YouTube, what if they put a positive message in their songs? Like the days of Definitely. that are all I mean, just one of them is here. Jack Johnson. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's a guy who has been like, like, I
0: even used one of his songs, like "Reuse, reuse, recycle, right? Like sang with the kids. Right. But yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think this, and also people who are seen by the community as, You know, somebody important, right? Like, or, I don't know, footballers, right? Or some other Mm -hmm. people or cricket players like in Sri Lanka, right? Like, these people are, you know, semi-gods. And if they come and say, hey, guys, right? Like, instead of throwing something away, let's maybe take a sandwich from home, right? Like, and wrap it in a banana leaf, right?
1: They will be listened. They will be listened, yeah, yes, it's a it's a very good platform and I hope we see that soon. And I think it will come, but I don't think it's going to come on its own. So it really takes people like us and the people who are listening because if you're listening to this, you care, you know, and you're you're probably wanting to do whatever you can, but it's tough when, you know, people are working and they're they're busy and they're trying to make money and do all of these things and then to go and spend your other time trying to solve the world's problems. And it's it's heavy. And I know exactly what you mean. Mm. by you know, you're exhausted and tired from it, because it is exhausting, especially when so many people disagree. There are so many people who want to keep using plastic straws, and who want to keep Mm. using plastic bags. And then there are the companies, of course, who want to keep selling them.
0: I think maybe a lot of people maybe they just don't even ask themselves questions whether I want to really do it because it's convenient. It's easy, right? It's, it's just fast. You throw it away. I think one of the key things in the whole process is information, is sharing information, It's talking to your friends and family, right? Like, and sometimes, of course, they look at me as if I was mad <laughs> because I <right? laughs> so said, no, guys, right? So we, we, we can do it. Today I posted on Facebook, it's a very good short film by uh, the story of. I think that's how they are love called. them.
1: Story of stuff, Me Project. Too. And yeah.
0: today they talked about this exactly the community, the grassroots mm-hmm. movement, right? Like the fact that, you know, like not being discouraged by the fact that your neighbor is not doing it. Be the change, introduce it. Like, I hope they will follow, right? Like, but this is the community that matters. I don't know, uh, you might have seen also some a citizen movements, right? Like going to the supermarkets opening all the plastic packaging, getting the food into their own clothes bags and leaving behind, like, all the rubbish, mm-hmm. saying, we don't want it, we don't need it, look at that, like, we've got our own bags. I think this little movement is called the plastic attack or something like that. I
1: saw that, yeah, a good idea, for sure. It does leave um, the cashiers a little bit, kind of... Yeah,
0: yeah, un- I mean... Like, bombarded? When I was starting in Sri Lanka, right, like, I would go to the shop, like with my basket. They've got beautiful baskets, right? And I would just say no, no, no to any plastic bag. And the ladies were looking at me like, oh, there's this white lady, strange white lady who doesn't want plastic bags. <laughs> but you know what? After some time, they would just smile and they would know that I will not accept a plastic bag. And they would just put a sticker, right, like on the banana, right, or something. So... No. <laughs>
1: It's nice when you see that click when they finally get it because I have the same thing, you know, they'll they'll say, okay, no plastic, they get it and then they'll take something that might leak and be like, oh, well, you'll want this in plastic. Like, no, no, if it leaks, I'll just wash my cloth bag <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's yes. not really a big deal and nothing ever leaks. I don't know why people think that everything's going to leak by the time you take it from the grocery store home, but I have very little leakage problems <laughs> with things. <laughs> I don't you think see- it's as bad as we think. If you could sort of give some advice To anyone really who is interested in making a municipal change or a governmental change, do you have any quick tips of what those regulations would look like?
0: Number one, we have to realize it's not uh, one step, right? So the legislation is very, very important because it's a tool for us, right? But also implementation of the program is very important. So checking whether it's working Mm -hmm. and including in that ban art for educational programs whether it's going to be on television, in the newspaper. We have to inform people why we are stopping. This is one of the key things, because you're introducing ban and people say, oh, stupid government, again, we are paying Mm -hmm. so much money and they are making our life much more difficult. No, we are not. We are trying to introduce a change which will be good for us and also good for the future generation. Even, you know, like writing or... Working on leaflets. Leaflets have worked for me very, very well in Sri Lanka, right? Because on the leaflet I put information why plastic should be limited, right? Or the use of plastic should be limited. What plastic really does, right? Like, and I introduce simple steps how to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How on the you know on the individual level we can cut down on plastic use.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about the information. Your Facebook is one of the best anti-plastic pages that I've seen I think you post some really relevant and awesome meaningful news I mean some of it's sad of course but it's motivating to keep on this struggle because sometimes it is a struggle for sure is it Joe Kaminska foundation if we go on Facebook we can search that's it right. that way yes I encourage listeners to check out the Facebook site because it is something that's nice to follow
0: when we really think about the future like it's not the money that counts it's what we have managed to do like and leave behind. Very often when I like when I talk to just to the adult communities, right like I, I, I say one of the things like which is key for me, right, like in life, I think about like when I'm dying, when I'm on the dying bed, right, like I, I would like to look back and say I don't regret it, right? Like and I have done it all to make a change, right? Just to make this life like nicer and more beautiful and and simply meaningful.
1: Absolutely. I feel the same way. I don't want to be responsible for tons of garbage sitting somewhere in landfill 500 years after I die. Like, that's crazy. I don't want that. I don't want that for yeah. my legacy. I want a better legacy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that I tried and I did everything I could the best to my ability and made the most change that I could for the most positive reasons. And yeah, I think that a lot of people probably feel that way too, that are listening. So mm-hmm. if you can get out there and just do whatever you can to help the problem, because it's big and it's it's growing. It's a growing problem. It's not receding. And- and it's
0: a global problem. It's Absolutely. Not local. It's a global problem because plastic travels. Yeah,
1: it travels in the wind, it travels in the currents. And even if you don't <laughs> live near the ocean, I've read comments, oh, we don't live near the ocean, we're not contributing to the plastic problem. And I mean... We have the Great Lakes and then the St. Lawrence Seaway goes out to the ocean. So it's very, very much connected. And also you're supporting the companies who are producing all this trash and plastic. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you don't support them anymore, maybe they'd go away a little bit.
0: People have to realize that as consumers, we've got the power. Mm -hmm. We've got the power to say no and show me any industry, any business that will not react to the consumer because they want to sell.
1: Absolutely. So
0: they want to make money, right? So we have the right to demand. We have the right to say, no, you think of something better, and then we'll buy. We have the right to boycott if you don't like the policy of of a given company.
1: Absolutely. And they
0: will change. They will react because they are making money from us. This is what I'm saying, right? Like, we are like drops in the ocean, right? Like, maybe we think that individually we don't matter, if there are more and more and more of us, there will be a huge wave of change.
1: Absolutely. There's a meme online that says something like, what difference am I going to make, says 7 billion people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, it just really sums it up. And that gives me hope because it's, it is, uh, it's so frustrating, you know. We're gonna change it. We're gonna do what we can, and more people are getting on board. And in Canada, we see it in the news a lot in the last couple of weeks with the straw bans. And straws are just the scratching the surface. So if we can ban mm-hmm. straws, then well, the the plastic lids are next. And then after that, you think well, the cups are garbage too. So maybe we could mm-hmm. have a better cup, or if more people brought their own, or if there were incentives to bring your own cup you know maybe Brilliant. 10 20 cents off your purchase uh so it's a snowball effect and i hope the straw band comes into place just as sort of an exemplary issue
0: Fantastic.
1: Yep. yeah fingers crossed yeah fingers
0: crossed for
1: that well joe it's so nice to talk to you today and i think thank that you. you're Great pleasure Laura. just doing wonderful things and i uh i hope to see more posts from you and enjoy spain i'm sure it's wonderful thank you and take I care hope to be in touch okay you too. thank All you bye bye This week, on my countdown to zero waste, I visited my local recycling facility and took the tour. I was shocked by what I saw. Massive piles of material everywhere, and it was humbling to stand beside bales of used plastic that towered high above me. Going to the facility reminded me of why I spend so much time on this podcast, and why we need to stop using single-use plastics in our everyday lives. I encourage everyone to contact their local recycling facility and book a tour. You may be surprised to learn what can and can't be accepted, how the process works, where all the material goes, and you'll get to see firsthand that it's not the pretty picture we assume when we place our tidy blue boxes at the curb. If you like our show, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Zero Waste Countdown. That's zero underscore waste underscore countdown. If you have any questions or ideas for the show, you can email me, laura at zero waste countdown.com Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.